It's Wednesday, September 7th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. U.S. stock indices fell Tuesday, driven by expectations for tighter Federal Reserve policy and an energy crisis in Europe. The S&P 500 declined 16 points, or 0.4%, after the long Labor Day weekend. The Dow Jones Industrial Average slid 173 points, and the tech-focused Nasdaq Composite lost 85 points, down for seven straight trading days. Within the S&P 500, seven out of the 11 sectors were in the red on Tuesday, with industrials, healthcare, real estate, and utilities gaining. Stocks around the globe have come under pressure in recent weeks as worries about tighter monetary policy in the U.S., and a darkening economic outlook in Europe have led investors to sell riskier assets. Many investors say they have given hope that the U.S. stock market's rapid rise from mid-June to mid-August was the start of a new bull market rally. The S&P 500 has already fallen 9.2% from its August peak, based on Tuesday's close. In other news, U.S. health authorities plan to recommend that people get COVID-19 boosters once a year, starting with the new shots now rolling out, a shift from their current practice of issuing new advice every several months. The annual cadence would be similar to that of flu shots, the White House official said Tuesday, though elderly people and those with weakened immune systems may need more frequent inoculations. A shift to annual COVID-19 boosters would be a departure from current practice and comes after many people in the U.S. have ignored calls to get a first or second booster, partly due to fatigue with repeat inoculations. To date, Health authorities had recommended the extra doses based on the ebbs and flows of the virus's evolution and new insights into people's waning immunity. Yet the authorities wound up making recommendations for booster doses to different groups every several months. The changed approach comes as newly authorized boosters from Pfizer and BioNTech and separately from Moderna roll out across the U.S. days after the CDC recommended their use. The new shots are modified versions of the vaccines in use since December 2020, targeting the Omicron subvariants BA.4 and BA.5. Around the world, scores of people were trying to evacuate from villages near the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, Ukrainian officials said, as an explosion cut off access to electricity and water at a nearby town. Electricity and water supplies in Enerhodar were stopped after residents reported a powerful explosion Tuesday that shook the town, said Mayor Dmitro Orlov. Ukrainian Deputy Prime Minister Irina Vereshuk appealed for Russia to allow civilians from the area, which is controlled by Russian forces, to cross into the Ukrainian-held territory. The appeal came as United Nations inspectors released a report on the state of the nuclear plant, Europe's largest, after weeks of trading accusations with Moscow over which side is responsible for damage. Back in the U.S., for the first time since COVID-19 brought air travel to a standstill, the number of people streaming through U.S. airport security checkpoints over holiday weekend exceeded pre-pandemic levels. The summer travel season ended on a busy note as more than 8.7 million people passed through security in the last four days, topping the Labor Day weekend of 2019. That is a first for a holiday weekend, the Transportation Security Administration said Tuesday. The busiest day was Friday when TSA screened 2.48 million travelers. After a problem-plagued start to the summer, travelers encountered relatively few disruptions. And 
Jewel Labs Incorporated agreed to pay at least $438.5 million in a settlement with more than 30 states, the latest step by the beleaguered e-cigarette maker to resolve allegations that it marketed its products to underage users. Under the deal, which includes 33 states and Puerto Rico, Juul is barred from depicting people under 35 in its marketing, product placements in film and television, advertising on billboards and social media, selling Juul-branded merchandise, and funding education programs in schools, according to Connecticut Attorney General William Tong from a news conference Tuesday. Juul denied wrongdoing and said it voluntarily had stopped the marketing and sales practices that the agreement bars it from using. The agreement follows an investigation begun in 2020 by 39 states. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.